0: Everyone, this is David. She's already laughing. We got to get right into it today. We're joined by the one and only Miss Sarah Frazier.
1: David Yontip, has everybody seen the press? The press this man gets. David, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's not really good luck. But anyway, ironic timing that you would have an exclusive with Anne Heche, sadly, the week she died. You know what? And and like... You
0: know, one of my friends said, this is like the second person that I've now interviewed. The last one was like, much sooner in time. It was Tawny Katane. She's the girl from the White Snake video for all of those that are not in their 20s. We know there's lots of people in the 20s. And if you're not in your 30s, anyone in the 40s, 50s, or 60s or 70s knows that Katain was the girl. And the White Snake video for Here I Go, Here We Go Again, Here I Go Again. And I interviewed she was the lovely and it was that was that one was almost more scary because it was literally like two weeks later after we itch at it that it happened. I
1: remember that. I remember, remember that. Because that? You married, who was she married to? She was married to someone very famous, right? Yes,
0: yeah. but then they divorced. I forgot who, but it was someone famous. This is bad. I can't even remember my own interviews. But listen, I mean, yeah, I fucking loved Anne I hey, Loved, loved, loved. Again, I always say this, like you just get people that are interviewing and then you just get a real, authentic I'm not like, she was just gave real answers. There was no trying for the the microphone.
1: You know, you don't know, you know, unfortunately you never know what's going on with someone behind the scenes, but I mean, on your show, she looked healthy. She looked vibrant. I mean, she was just wearing this great, you know, very California fedora hat. I mean, she just looked so good. And, um, You know, I haven't followed in. Anne Heche has just not been an actress. I I respect everything that she's done. And I've read more about her, sadly, in the past week or two. Um, But I never followed her career. And but just to hear her on your show, it was such a great interview and sounded like she was doing so well. I think it's just so tragic, whatever that tipping point was for her.
0: It is. And I don't know. I always feel look, you always go back. I mean, I've gone back now again, like you, I did it the first time you, you do go back and you look for things and signs. And I don't know. I mean, she seemed total. Uh, yeah. She seems happy. It's just, I don't know. Like what a tragedy, right? Like what a tragedy.
1: Total tragedy. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, again, like maybe you, you, Got a sense of this. I mean, I guess she has battled addiction issues and kind of some mental health issues over her career. Is that right? Did she talk about that on your show?
0: Yeah. And she was very open about it. And, you know, I mean, that was one of my questions like, where are we in 2020 with mental health? Like, are we all talking about it or is there still a stigma? Discuss amongst yourselves. Like, we kind of went down that road. And, you know, like she was also the original one canceled, you know? So, she was canceled because of her relationship with Ellen before a cancel culture. So, you know, we talked about
1: that. See, I don't, I don't know. To me, I, to me, she was still working. I mean, she'd done recent roles. I mean, she was still
0: know. working, but she didn't work for a long period of time. And she's not worth what is, how much is Ellen worth? $150 million, $75 million, $50 oh, million? And easily,
1: easily. I mean, apparently right. Ellen- worth a hundred million dollars in real estate. So, right.
0: So she does not that. And she, it was all because she, you know, took Ellen as her date to, you know, a premiere, and she didn't work. She didn't work for a very long time. Really? She was doing lifetime movies. And she said, I'm not knocking lifetime. I'm grateful. That's what put food on the table. So yeah, I mean, you're working and doing lifetime movies. That's certainly different than, you know, America's sweetheart who's hosting the Oscars and has her own talk show and right is worth a hundred million dollars in real estate alone. I mean, it's just, she was the one that was run out of town. She really was.
1: Wow. No, you're right. And I mean, you know, I think we've all heard now over the years, right. How awful Ellen has been to work with. And I mean, you know, she's a comic you hear from comics. Cause I I'm doing stand-up out here. You know, you hear all the time from comedians, like Ellen would never promote other com- comedians. I mean, Ellen is not a good person, you know, I mean, apparently, you know, so it's like, and I think, yeah, I mean, Anne probably knew that years ago. Right. But it takes a long time for everybody else to catch up. And again, to your point, she's already worth hundreds of millions of dollars now. So what does it matter? You know, I mean, and really and
0: had- what, what, what went viral, with her passing was that she wants Miley Cyrus to play her in a movie of her life. It was different, but I'm telling you, if she was alive, what was going viral was I asked her, I said, you know, if this is a full circle moment now, Ellen's canceled. Okay. She's not canceled, but she's canceled. She's off the air. She's the queen of mean her whole staff walked out. She has a black Mark next to her name. Let's not cry a river for Ellen. I'm like, you know, you're a human being, like, isn't this kind of, like, full circle? Like, you got yeah. canceled, aren't you happy? And yeah. she she shut me the fuck down.
1: Really? Like,
0: yeah. I, no... And it was my last Ellen question. Like I treaded lightly in general of like, this woman did not come on this podcast, talk Ellen. But she was like, no, no, I don't wish. What I went through was absolutely horrible. It's a horrible industry. You know, people turn their, no, I don't wish that upon anyone. And so it's not for me to say, And no, I take no pleasure in the fact that Ellen is going through this now. And I thought that was like, that would have been a viral. And it's got some, it was in Newsweek, but it would have been a bigger thing, which is like, but so what a great, you know what I mean? Like we're all human. I don't know. If you really put my life on a different trajectory, I might take some, happiness and the fact that you're, you know, but she's like, that's not how I, I function. And I'm like, what a, what a wonderful woman. Really? Honestly, this is real, yeah. really true.
1: Well, I, I just think it was so tragic. I read so much about her life now, like when she was growing up, you know, her father was a pastor, but was gay. And, you know, one of the first, not one of the first, but like that first wave of people to die of AIDS in, you know, the early eighties. Long before anybody talked about it, you know I mean, and what a tragic life I didn't realize her mother and she only has one sibling that's still alive, and her mom and three siblings have passed, and then I think she even had another younger sibling when she was younger who died um and
0: she was in a cult yeah, the I've mom was or a and she was born into a cult when she, she left, I forgot it was like, but she was born into a cult, so.
1: I know. And it was horrible. Like, and it sounds like her father sexually abused her. I don't know if he abused her other siblings. I mean, the woman went through hell. It's like, you know, when you read her story, it's amazing. She even lived to 53 and I feel so badly for her sons. Like, I hope, you know, like one of her sons just came out and said, you know, I hope she can rest now. Like she's really at peace. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, what a life, what a life. It was a great interview. What I've seen so far that you did it just so tragic. Well,
0: not to make a inappropriate segue, because one thing has nothing to do with another. But we do have all sorts of other vehicular issues going on Um, this time on the East Coast with Miss Ariana Bierman, Kim Zolciak's daughter.
1: Yes. Well, what do you think of this story? Because TMZ, you know, Ariana is denying that she was drunk. Apparently, she got into a minor car wreck. You know, police show up, obviously. She says she was so physically distraught from it. She was sort of shaking and ad- acting um, off, which the officer interpreted as her being drunk. And then she was arrested for DUI. So, do we think she was drunk? And, you know, she's underage too. So, if she was drinking or in possession of alcohol, which I believe they accused her of both, uh, that ain't good when you're underage. That ain't good when you're underage now. Not only has she
0: denied this, but Miss Zolciak-Bearman Sr. Um, Kim Zolciak has spoken out, uh, backing up, I mean, shocker, uh, backing up everything that Ariana said, uh, basically, that, you know, like, she wasn't drunk and right. They're saying she was so, like, taken aback and distraught that that's why she seemed drunk. And Kim even said something like, you know, we really don't wish to pursue litigation at this time. I'm like, is this like some backhanded threat of yours, Kim? Because that's what Miss Kim Zolsiak said. It was a very subtle statement. And then she went on to say other things. But uh, if you said that to me, I would say to go fuck yourself. And I would come out swinging because you know how I get when someone tries to threaten me with something. That's my hot button. Well, it sounded like a threat to me by Kim Zolciak beer, You know, everyone always asks me, like, how I deal with the internet trolls, like all the listeners who have something to say about the housewives and leave negative comments all day on Instagram. Listen, I have to tell you, I'm really serious when I say that the comments don't bother me at all. And the only reason why is because I've worked on my mental health. I mean, mental and physical health, there's really nothing more important. Because when you work on yourself and you have that clear mind... Nothing can bother you, you're comfortable, you're happy inside. And the long-term effects of therapy and working on your mental health really can help strengthen your relationships and give you a more positive outlook on life. And for my mental health, I've turned to Talkspace because listen, first of all, it's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. But really, I love that I can reach out to my therapist and get my therapy and work on myself from anywhere in the world. You don't have to wait for an appointment or go into an office. And their licensed therapists are trained to handle just a variety of specialties. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use code VELVET to get $100 off your first month. That's VELVET and Talkspace.com.
1: Yeah, but I mean, in Kim's defense, if if Ariana wasn't uh, drinking, if that is the truth, and they didn't do a thorough investigation, I mean, she was arrested on suspicion of DUI. She confessed to, I think, using marijuana like the day before. So that shouldn't be impacting her driving now, I wouldn't think. I mean, to Kim's point, if they didn't do a thorough investigation and they just arrested her because they thought she was, I mean, why aren't they giving her? Did I don't see anywhere where she failed a breathalyzer there at the at the. um stop. So, I mean, I'm kind of with Kim.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I get what you are saying.
1: So anyway, well, I don't we'll know.
0: Wait. I mean, she is underage. I mean, look, I mean, does it shock me if Ariana was drunk? No. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't know I didn't really think it was that big a deal. I mean, like, look, I mean, okay. Drinking and driving is of course a huge deal. I'm just saying, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I wasn't shocked by this story and that's no slight to Ariana, but I mean, she's, she's young. You know, I don't know. This this wasn't as big a news worthy, like, oh my God, we have scandal here. You know what I mean? Like Erica and Tom getting a divorce the first day I heard about it. That sent me into a tailspin.
1: I know. No, no, I get it. I'm not shocked either. I mean, I think we know those girls are like out and about, you know, and George, I I mean, I'm not surprised, but I I guess I'm just kind of like holding off judgment on this because I do think like, what is true? Like, why wasn't there a breathalyzer? I mean, they were arrested on suspicion, but what were they really drunk? Because now it kind of seems like they weren't.
0: Right. And I mean, then I could see why Kim would say that. Yeah, sure. You know, it's like a black mark next to her name. And all right. So yeah,
1: yeah, because all people read is the headline. I mean, side tangent. Um, We talk housewives on this show, so I won't even get into it. But I'm watching this documentary about Manti Teo, the the, uh, football player who was catfished years ago. Anyway, the bottom line is this people read the headline only and then they judge you. So I get why Kim's coming out swinging because people just think that Ariana was a drunk like DUI offender when that might not be the story.
0: I agree. I agree with you. Um, well, well, we'll see. Well, we'll see how it unfolds. And I think this, right. uh, this story might be over, right?
1: It could be over, yeah. Especially if it turns out she's not, she wasn't drunk. I think it'll be dropped. The police department obviously doesn't want to be sued. I'm sure. So who knows? Maybe they'll just let it go. She won't be charged with anything. It's not going to stay on her record. If in fact she wasn't drunk, I don't know. People now have taken a playbook from Trump, you know, where it's just like deny, deny, deny. So she, also, she could have been drunk. I have no idea. Deny, deny, deny.
0: Um, deny. One thing can we cannot deny is what? that, um, well, I do think for sure the Beverly Hills cast will be mixed up at the end of this year. I mean, I've been they saying not. this all along. They better not. Here's the thing. Tell me why. I am almost at the point, popular, I
1: mean, not even an
0: unpopular opinion, because a lot of people agree, I'm almost at the point now where I can't watch Beverly Hills anymore. I am so outraged.
1: Excuse me, what? (laughs) Here's the thing.
0: I love it. I think it has officially become my favorite franchise over when I really step back and think about it. But you know what? This Fox Force 5, minus Melon Ball, because she ain't ever coming back, maybe she'll come back for Girls Trip. It's just, it is so egregiously double standard ish. It's so Rinna doesn't even listen. If it's Garcelle, she's going to slam you. If it's, if it's, if it's, if it's Sutton, she's going to slam you. If it's Erica, she's going to fucking go down on you. It's like these people like Kyle and Dorit and Erica and Rina of them can never do any wrong. And the other four's eyes. And let me tell you, that's why Jackie Goldschneider is demoted. Because Margaret and Melissa and her were a force that could never be broken up. And that is when it gets boring. I think they, I, I've been saying this, they are going to break up the Fox Force Five. Now, who out of Erica Jane, not who do you want people? Because we all know you want Rena fired. And by the way, the, the rumor no, going around that Diana and Crystal and Lisa Rena are going to be fired, Lisa Rena is not going to be fired. I'm going to say that oh. as loud as I can. Mm-mm. I'm living in reality. So like, are we going to fire Kyle? Are we going to fire Lisa Rinna? Are we going to fire Erica? Are we going to fire Dorit? Like which person in that group are we going to fire? And the only person out of those four is Dore. I really well, think- Or Dorie Kyle decides decide she doesn't want to come back. Or if Kyle decides she doesn't want to come back. And I think that will never happen. I really, you I, don't. I just- I think
1: think... Mauricio's show is a hit on Netflix. I think she's, I think she's out. You think? Yeah, because I feel like Kyle's also gotten everything out of it. You know, I just feel like Kyle, what's there left for Kyle? You know, and I think now Kyle, Kathy, Kim, you know, because there's this like these rumblings and sort of shaking that Kim is kind of coming back with this memoir. I think they're going to want to be in control more of their narrative. You know, I think. I don't see them staying on that show unless, you know, I mean, Kyle may very well end up being the highest paid housewife ever. Because I mean, she's got I just
0: think history. Kyle loves it so much. You do. And she's like, she just sometimes I think when the when the camera's not on her, she just says to herself, uh. Oh, LVP. Thank God. Thank God I got rid of you. Like, I just think she wanted this throne and she just, even like in a recent episode where they were doing like that, it was the dinner party. What was that dinner party? It was the roller disco episode, I think last week. And it was the, there was some dinner. It wasn't, I can't remember which dinner Wait, was it was.
1: This, this toothless, not, uh, or, um, homeless,
0: toothless, not toothless. Hom- Maybe it was that dinner. Did they sit and have a dinner? But, like, where, like, Rina was coming after oh Garcelle. Goodness. And it's just, like, when the camera pans, it's these subtle things I notice on Kyle. Like, she is just licks those chops when it's not her. And, like, it's being stirred. And it really is never her. I think Kyle is just such a master at the game. And I'm not coming for her. I'm not come. It's just... I just think she loves this. I think this is her life. I, I really, I don't know. I don't know if she would
1: leave on her own
0: and she's never going to get fired. Never. But- No,
1: she's amazing. No, she's amazing. Really? Okay. Well, that that's fascinating. I can't wait to see if this prediction comes true. I mean- I hear they have the highest ratings for this season. It's so good. I mean, they trend on and off all week long. I just don't look at
0: Jersey. Jersey had phenomenal ratings last season. Phenomenal. I think it almost makes you take the risk. It's like, okay,
1: uh, let's keep going.
0: I just think it's too much of the same. And I mean, the rumor really is like, okay, Rina, Diana, Crystal, like that's the. I don't think it's. But I mean, I could still see Crystal, Diana, and Dorit all
1: three being fired.
0: I could. I honestly could.
1: I and think. I, hmm, I think Crystal gets fired. Dorit gets demoted to a friend, and but I think I think they give Diana another shot because I think they are curious what's going to come out with Diana. Um, and you know, I mean, I love everybody's like. Well, Diana's clearly on this show to promote Asher's music career. I couldn't agree more. I mean, right. We're going to see Asher singing every song under the sun. And I mean, he has a beautiful voice, but I mean, everyone here in LA has a beautiful voice. So we're going to be subjected to him, his whole album, you know, but there's something odd about Diana. And I think the producers are going to stick around because it's like, what's going on? You know, I mean, there's a case too, right? She's uber rich, but I think people feel like there's something, I don't know I I think about her
0: I think there is something I think that she is more likely to not be fired than some of the others but it could be a case of like an Amber Marchese or the twins like season it could just be a like we're interested in what's there but god nobody likes her and so like It's just, and I'm not even saying Bravo really cares, but it's just like, it's like when they fired Jenny Nguyen from Salt Lake because she, of her racially insensitive past. I mean, they were like, does anyone care about Jenny anyway? Like, no offense. So I don't know. I don't know. But I do think changes are coming in Beverly Hills. And you did see that thing. I mean, look, she ain't coming back next season, but you did see that thing where Denise Richards did an interview and she's like, I would be open to returning. Yes, Oh my god, I have to tell you guys, The Envelope is back with more podcast episodes from the LA Times. And listen, I'm so excited, now you can hear Emmy-nominated actors and directors ahead of the big night. And you guys know I love the Grammys, I love, listen, I love it all. I love the Oscars, I love every award show, which is one of the reasons why I love listening to The Envelope, but nothing is better for me, then the Emmys, TV is everything. September 12th is the big night for the Emmys. And now you can head to the envelope and you can listen to these actors and directors ahead of the big night. So listen, some of their upcoming guests include Bill Hader, Melanie Linsky, and coleman domingo from euphoria these guys at the envelope that are doing these interviews they're from the la times so you know if you think i know what i'm doing these guys are professionals you can download and listen to the envelope from the la times wherever you get your podcasts Catch up now because, hey, September 12th and the Emmys are just only a few weeks away. That's right. The Envelope is back with more podcast episodes from the L.A. Times.
1: I know. I mean, she says she'll never be friends with Renna again, but she would definitely return. Um, and that was interesting to me because I didn't think Denise would even entertain coming back. That was a little shock to read that. I think if Denise
0: came back for season three, I mean, well, she's coming for Rena. And I mean, it would be, she would be with Sutton and she would be with Garcelle. And I think, unlike maybe Crystal, who's not really making her mark or that, I think Denise would come in with like a terror. I think it would be the best thing that's ever happened. I think she would come to take down Rena. And oh. these. These people listening right now are fucking screaming at the top of their lungs because that would be billed like that. Heather Dubrow is back. And now Tamra. it would be the biggest thing, like the return of Denise Richards, and she would be coming for Lisa Rinna's fucking throat. Oh, my throat. God. I mean,
1: what if Denise like busted in? We had no idea. And she confesses to the threesome. Yes, I fucked Brandy and this other like and who's the husband? Whatever. We all had a three-seven. And you know what? I wasn't ready at the time, but now this is me. Raw, bear, check out my snatch on OnlyFans. And she just like brings down Rena. Wouldn't we all be team Denise? Like it did, but I feel like Denise would have to come back so transparent. Like she'd have to admit, she'd have to speak the entire truth, the whole Honey, truth, and be like, I'm sorry, I wasn't in a place I wanted to make sure. Oh my God, whatever his name is, my husband was good, my kids are good, but Aaron. now they're grown. I don't think,
0: uh, well, A, I don't think she's ever going to admit any of that, but no. she doesn't have anything to lose at this point. Like, this is out there. Well, honey, whether you did this or not, it does not matter because most people think you did, and it's already out there. It's like, what? I mean, look, at Denise, you learn. You learn in your seconds. Like, she's learned. There ain't going to be no more rumors like that. Like, Denise is going to make sure her shit is buttoned up, and yeah, I mean, Girlfriend promotes that OnlyFans. Like, it is like, I don't know what Denise Richards did in life before OnlyFans. She must be making a gazillion dollars because every she post probably, is, yeah, all yeah, her she, posts are about that. And like, you can promote that. I mean, Larsa Pippen
1: talked about it all season on RHOM. Like, honey, it'll be good for biz. I mean, it would be great for biz, right? I mean, she could just, and like Denise just has such a market for OnlyFans. She could reenact all her famous movie scenes. I mean, she could reenact other famous movie scenes. I mean, she's an actress. Like it could just be so good. I, that, that could be a great shakeup. That could be a great shakeup. I mean, yeah, maybe you're right. It just seems like the ratings are good. I still feel like RHOBH is so compelling to watch every week. I, I know they're team Erica, but it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't bother me as much. I mean, I love Sutton and Garcelle. I mean, Garcelle is just so great at holding her own ground against Erica. And I feel like it is like Garcelle said, You, we don't even have to try to make Erica look bad. She does it on her own. So to me, it's like they might have this Fox force vibe, but it's like, they look ridiculous. I mean, I don't think anyone, you know how I am team EJ, but I mean, I think most people, I don't think a lot of people see through Erica. I mean, there's not a lot of team Erica's. So it's like, let her have at least Rena and like Kyle. And, and Kyle, and sorry. And they all have yeah. each
0: other's back. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, when yeah. Kyle steps in to this whole thing and now it becomes like, like, right. Garcelle, listen, Garcelle and Sutton punch in a clock. Like, and I mean that in the best way possible. These two know what they're doing. They're like, I have a job. This is an actual day of work. Like Sutton punches in and does her fucking job. And so does Garcelle. Garcelle is like, wait a second. Like, and I love how Garcelle's calm. She's like, wait a second. Now we're talking about this over here. And now, because it's this Fox force five, you know, now Kyle, Renaud or someone is some, one of you four mean girls is turning this on me. How is this about me? Like, and she just goes toe to toe. And she's like, Rena, why? Why are you opening your mouth? This has nothing like I love it. I, I think Garcelle I, and Sutton are two of just the best finds in the past many years.
1: Really. I just and I I feel like all four dory Kyle, Rena, Erica are so different than Jackie Goldschneider. Like, I just feel like Jackie just didn't have the chops that those four do. So I I don't mind the Fox four or five. I feel like they're so much different than like a Melissa, a Jackie. You know what I mean? Because I it just Melissa and Jackie, like they just, I don't know. To me, it's such a different combo. Um, and you know, to me, Jackie suffers the same thing that Crystal does. It's just like they're too normal. You know what I mean? And Yes, I know that they have, they're battling eating things. Sometimes but-
0: you need a normal person, though. That's the only argument for Crystal staying. You're rolling your eyes now. But it's
1: not normal. No, because it doesn't work for reality TV. We- We're all normal. Otherwise, we'd be on reality TV. So it's like it doesn't. What-, what does having normal Crystal or normal Jackie add?
0: Well, I'm telling you, I still stand by. I think Dorito is going to go. And no, I don't think she's the only person going. I don't there's too All many. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe Sheree is going to go probably I'm telling you, I'm going to stand. Listen, I'm prove me wrong. Like there's no aha. I got you. You were wrong. You fucking moron. I, pro- I don't care if I'm wrong. I'm just going to, I can be wrong. And there's no, we don't have to have a discussion. I was wrong. Bad David. I just don't think I'm wrong. I think Doreed is going to go maybe a friend. I think, I think it's time. I feel it feel it she doesn 't stand out in her scenes, and really, I see no personal storyline for her Yes, I know what everyone 's going to say Lisa Rinna doesn 't have one either it doesn 't matter Rinna is just bigger than the show she is i don 't think they 're going to let Lisa Rinna go I just don 't I think there is a zero percent chance and I really think there 's a ninety eight percent chance to it's going to go I just want to keep saying that and I'm prove me wrong it 's okay.
1: Um, oh, side note, I drove by Diana Jenkins, old Malibu home, went out to Malibu for the first time this weekend. It was on Pacific highway, looked up the address. Of course, all you can see is the like gorgeous gates and she sold the home for like $87 million. But if you want to see exactly what the home looks like, it was featured in the final season of keeping up with the Kardashians. They filmed their entire season when they rented Diana Jenkins home in Malibu. And it's it's unbelievable.
0: Was that the one where, like, Courtney's, like, new little TikTok friend? Was that Addison Ray? Yes. I think?
1: Yes. And it had the beautiful ocean view. And then it had this, like, um, kind of, I don't even know what you would call it, like, um, gondola thing that took you down to the beach and took you back up. And it had the pool and the, I mean, it was stunning, unbelievable. And Malibu is so beautiful. So I just think of that view, like it was worth $87 million. I mean,
0: you couldn't like hop the fence and take a, take some pictures, but I do remember this, this from the last season
1: of Kardashians before they moved to Hulu. Yeah. The house. I mean, the house is truly one of my favorite homes ever uh, on television. It's so stunning. And uh, Diana said it took a lot for her to sell it. Like she just it was the house held her back. Like she just couldn't ever leave the house because it was so amazing. She couldn't go back to Bosnia to see her parents because the house was so fabulous. So she finally life I mean, 87 is so million tough would motivate
0: life, me. Life is so tough for Diana. Tough for Diana. The 87 million. I'm so sorry. Um, well, you know. Well, here's the thing, why the hell are Kelly Dodd and you know I love the Dodd. Um why are Kelly Dodd
1: and Melissa Gorga feuding? I don't understand. Well basically I mean, don't you think Ke- <laughs> Kelly look, first of all now I think it's apparent although we knew this before cuz Kelly kind of went after you. Kelly is going to go after every storyline that has attention to keep Kelly relevant cuz Kelly wants to be back on RHOC. I think it's a good strategy. I think it's a good strategy. She just is calling Melissa Gorga pathetic for not going to the wedding, for keeping coming after Teresa, um, you know, for all, everything, Be, them being petty, all of that stuff. So to me, there's no real beef there, except for Kelly's inserting herself.
0: She also called Melissa Gorga a loser. She said, "You're oh, a loser." Um, okay, I mean, listen, I've said it before, and it's like not- whatever. I, I am sorry. I like Kelly Dodd. And, you know, I really find it funny that she is like Candace, our good friend Condy Garo,
1: who and just, yeah.
0: there's nothing that Candace and Kelly can do right in all you people's eyes. And I find it funny that when I like defend Kelly or just give my honest opinion, because I've had interactions with her as a human, despite the fact that she slammed me and said I have a horrible voice for a podcast. Um, uh, she I find it funny that people say you're a pussy you're kissing her ass you're afraid of her and yet if I said you know um Tamara Judge and Vicky Gumbleson are queens go queens they would th- that's fine so I can praise Kel- Ta- Tamara and Vicky and I'm not kissing their ass but if I say that I like Kelly Dodd I'm afraid of her I don't buy it people um the Dodd Pod, the Dodd's a little busy, though. Did you see?
1: They're coming for two
0: Ts. They're coming for They're coming. two <laughs> the
1: Comments under this Instagram post were so bad, too. Like, really oh, great. Vicky's third canceled podcast. You know, Kelly- I
0: already told you, honey, I was on Vicky's first canceled podcast. And they called me, like, two days before to be like, what do you want to talk about? And I literally... Almost fell dry literally dropped the phone and almost fell out of my chair. I'm like, I have never in my life in the past 97 years gone on a podcast as a guest where I am like, they're like, what do you want to talk about? Then because it was Vicky, I was like, okay, this is high profile, David. Like behind the velvet rope was a little baby back in yeah. the day. And yeah. I was like, You are going on Miss Gumvelson's podcast, girl. You better, you better fucking answer this and pull it together. I planned. The whole show. I executive produced the whole show. I was like, "Let me tell you how this is gonna go. I'm gonna come on, and I'm gonna do this, and then this." And it t- turned into a, a, a moment where I was counseling Vicky on the five stages of grief because she was just fired, and I need to help Miss Gumbleson get over it, and to explain like got of transition in life, Vic- Vicky. So it was a great episode. Really, it's on her podcast. I get nothing I'm out of this. Go listen, okay? But I so they had, I mean, no one, there really, you know, no offense to anyone, but I produced that episode. And then the second episode, here's the bottom line. I said this before, nobody wants to hear housewives talk about anything, but housewives, like this new bullshit that Teresa is launching where she's going to talk about life and love. And why don't you just talk about business? And yes, we have exceptions. Bethany's podcast, the beat mind you Lots of people don't think Bethany's podcast is great. It's not some huge thing, but it's still Bethany Frankel and she's a business genius. And they, we'll, 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 listen to other things. I mean, she's talking about Teresa's hair last week. So she talks about housewives, but if your real brand is like this, Teresa's podcast is going to be about life and love. Why don't you just give us business advice, Teresa and advice. I mean, like and I'm being sarcastic because I ain't taking no fucking business advice. from. <laughs> I was going to say, wait
1: a, minute, no. wait a minute. You really want that? Okay, good. Okay. But
0: I mean, I think that's why Vicky's podcast failed because she didn't want to talk about housewives. She wants to have like, a business and love and wine. Nobody gives a fuck, Vicky. So if Vicky and Kelly, yeah. I mean, tell me yeah. about the comments, but it sounds like they're, they're going to do just what the two T's are doing and they're going to try to be messy. And please, since someone tell me I haven't dive deep into this is Kelly now going to keep unmasked with Rick? Yes.
1: Yes. So it's she's adding to it because I I watched the clip where Rick seems now like he's the camera guy and director at times because I believe Kelly has taken a page out of our books and she now does seven episodes a week, I think, or real close. She's releasing daily content. Fascinating.
0: Right. And, and I'm like, um, I'm not trying to flatter myself. And this is not a diss. But Kelly Dodd watches like every fucking thing I do. Yeah, because oh, she's like totally. here's yeah. when I mention her. And she also is like, you know, and thank you. That's a comedy. She like, you know, she's always like, dude, like she texted me once, dude, you're killing me. What's the fuck? Is these nine ads in here? Bitch, you're just basically saying you're jealous and you want nine ads too. I know, I,
1: exactly, right? Now she's so, adding but nine ads. She
0: watches. So I, I do agree. I see that she You know, I'm not trying to flatter myself or you or us, but like she's, she's watched and she's daily now. So look, I mean, I've got, I've, I've been asked a thousand times to have a second podcast. I'm not interested. I mean, this is our, like, we do this together. Um, So what's she going to do? Like, how is this going to work? Is it once a week? Like, well, how's this going to work?
1: Well, I think also Kelly has seen the success of two teas in a pod, right? And we know Vicky has even called iHeartRadio wants that spot. So Kelly, I think, you know, to Kelly's credit, good for her. If it works, it's going to be really big. Um, And if it doesn't, you know, she could always slide Vicky out and put another um, housewife in there. And I think she's the timing is perfect, right? How long have we talked about this? How long is Tamara going to stay doing two teas with the pod? Now that she's back on RHOC, she's not going to be able to reveal any secrets or insider things or about production on, you know, while she's filming and doing this podcast. So, I mean, Kelly's smart. Um, And, you know, I will say this, if Kelly is leading, I think the podcast could work because I don't, I think Vicky's problem is Vicky's not a host. Like Vicky's a good co-host and, you know, to step in and be a host takes a whole different um, set of skills. You know, you got to time things, you got to get the best out of people, you know, you and I both produce it's and host. So I think Vicky in the role of being a co-host could work because Vicky was fiery on Girls Tour. Vicky had a lot to say her girl's trip is already out of the way they probably don't have any plans to put her back on bravo so i mean she's a little unleashed it could be i mean it could be good we could end up seeing vicky in a new light it could
0: listen it could work i think what we have to do is we have to watch the i mean this whole thing started vicky was a guest on kelly's podcast and i think during it vicky said something like i'd like a podcast or something and i think afterwards kelly was like oh, my, my like wheels are turning. So I think first we have to watch this episode where Vicky was a guest and, and does it work? It seemed okay to me when I saw the world clips. Second, we, Kelly really needs to have a, you know, and listen, I charge, I charge, you know, I charge a $500 package. I have a hundred, you know, I, I do podcast consulting, but I'd be willing to do Kelly for free. Like, you really got to figure this out. Like, is this now whatever seven days a week with Rick, like you were doing and you're adding a day, or are you going to take a day away? I mean, look, I think it's different than Rick. And I think it, it could work. I mean, the other thing about Kelly too, when she started is why she watches you and me me especially, is she was just on Patreon. And when she slammed me about the ads, I was like, girl, you stay just on Patreon. Bye-bye, good luck. I'm telling you the way to make money is you have the Patreon. And so now Kelly is all of a sudden not Patreon only. She's on Apple and Spotify. Oh, really? Where'd you get that idea? And she's on YouTube with little mini clips. Where'd you get that? I mean, I'm not taking credit for it, but I, I wish her all the best. But I just think here's the thing. You really have to build your brand as a podcast before you start figuring out, you got to figure out what works and what doesn't work before you veer off, right? Behind the Velvet Rope is just an interview podcast five days a week. Numbers don't lie. You look at the numbers, you figure oh, out, you're and I'm always like- always
1: charting. Oh, but like this little bullshit
0: that you and I do, as opposed to an interview, these are some of the highest rated shows so that I'm like, I, I, you have to listen to the people. And so then I didn't say, Hey, five days a week with Sarah. No, we, we, we we're never going to lose the core thing that we built up. We're going to do a little segue of like one day a week with Sarah. Same thing with the, the, the Patreon Saturdays. It was all over the place until Kim stepped in. And I'm like, everyone just joins Patreon. Cause I can we're going to keep her. So it's like, I just say I think Kelly it could work but you really better figure out how it's going to work is it is it 5 days with Rick and a whole different show with Vicky I do think they I agree with everything you said I think Kelly is so unleashed and in your face and vile all the reasons why I love her and Vicky reacts and Vicky will be like oh dear and oh my and Vicky is authentic in the sense that she'll react and she'll be like, oh, that person's seeming like an asshole. But, and I guess it could be fun if like Vicky's sitting there and watching, you know, Real Housewives of Salt Lake and we're getting her opinion. So it could work. I mean, as two human beings that exist in the world, if you said, would I like to... to, promote and stand up and applaud kelly and vicky or would i like to do the same for you know tamra as some people call her tam rat and um melon ball i'm i'm all about vicky and kelly so i wish them the best of luck i just hope there's a plan in place and look unmasked is doing just fine and kelly's all over the place so maybe they don't need a plan and it will all work out fine but let's see. Right. But yeah. what were the, but what were the comments Were people like you fucking two losers? Like what were these comments?
1: Um, oh, basically great. You know, two Trumpers can get together and talk. This is Vicky's third canceled podcast. Terrific. Um, you know, hard pass, you know, I mean, basically trolling. I mean, Kelly gets trolled all the time. Anyway, I think, I think Kelly is smart to lean into that. Like I think Kelly already knows, you know, Whatever the drunk wives matter hat kicked it off or whatever, so now I think she just leans into it because she knows that's the narrative. She's not trying to win anyone back. Should I take
0: a call from Kim D? Hold on. Yes. I'm recording. I'm on air, so you're live for a second. So. Oh gosh, how are you? So anything that comes (laughs) out of your time because to go over all this stuff, I'm with my friend Sarah.
1: you are amazing. I love watching you and David. You do such a great job, and I can't wait for your live show.
0: It's Sarah, Finn,
1: you're fucking amazing. I love you.
0: She's saying, "Okay, I have the headphones in," but she's oh. saying, "She said she loves you." And I can take the headphones out. She's here. I'll take them out. Oh, I love you too. Okay, now, now I can't even hear Sarah, so I'm gonna plug these back in. I'm gonna plug these back in. Hold on. Can, wait, are you there, Sarah? Yeah, I'm here. Can okay. you hear me? Um, I will call you as soon as I'm done. And um, there you go. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye.
1: Bye, nice to meet you. Bye, gorgeous. See you, Kim. Bye. Oh, my God.
0: Kim's awesome. Kim's so good with you. Oh, You know what? I just realized the headphones were on, so I don't know if anyone heard Kim. They did. The I, oh. I could
1: hear her. Oh, yeah, I could okay. hear her the whole well, there time. there you
0: go. Okay, good. Um... We had a guest appearance by Kim, um, who, you know, listen, by law, people, Kim is still on the phone. Okay, now she hung up. Um, hold Kim's on. Kim's amazing. Why is Kim, why is this phone still on? Hold on. And Kim made
1: the New York Post.
0: Kim made the New York Post this week. She did. By the way, by law, everybody, when you pick up a phone, you have to tell someone if they're being recorded, FYI. Like when Dolores called into my interview with Frank Catania, Dolores, you're on the air, you are notified. But you know, it's a courtesy thing too. Anyway, um, what the hell were we just saying? Um
1: Well, we were talking about the the comments under Kelly and Vicky, which weren't great. And I think it's too I think there's a good opportunity there. I mean, I give, I give, I'm sure too, that's Rick's mind, right? Rick has been a lot was a long time Fox, you know, news contributor, journalist. Like Fox, I mean, you know, Rick knows how the business goes. So I think Rick is like probably like, Girl, you know, this two Ts, we don't know how that's gonna shake out. So this is a good time for you to jump in.
0: You know what? Also, like here's the thing about Vicky. She doesn't do anything unless there's a paycheck. I mean, she's basically said this. I mean, first of all, we all know her. that. I don't blame her. And that was the problem with her first podcast. I tried to explain to her, Victoria. This is what happens with all these people. Like we see Wendy Williams, like you're not getting paid in the beginning. You're not. No, I don't yeah, care who you tough. are. You yeah. know what I mean? So Like, yes, I think if Howard fucking Stern wanted to have a podcast, he would get hundreds of millions of dollars. I don't know what the difference is that series, but like so Vicky wasn't getting paid. Like you have to produce the numbers, do the ads, and eventually. So I don't think at the beginning Vicky's gonna make a ton of money with Kelly, but my advice to her would just be you have to look internal, Vicky, and you have to realize that you want to be a part of this housewife's discussion so bad you are so thirsty for it and that is okay just admit it yeah, and yeah, so yeah. this will keep you close to the to, to the to the thing just take a leap of faith and make a little bit of money until it builds up because it's not going to be a ton in the beginning and it could be a bunch right away and just know that vicky this is what you want to do like you and Kelly connecting will make you feel better. She's not okay that Tamara has two T's and that Tamara's going back and she's got melon ball. And by the way, off camera, I call melon ball something much worse. It's more like a melon, see you next Tuesday. But I don't think I should be saying that on air because it's so inappropriate.
1: Oh, I love this C word. You can say it to me. And I I mean, I'm happy to say melon con. Like, and you can beep that out on your end if you want. I don't care. I love this C word and I drop it all the time. So-
0: I personally see nothing wrong with it either. I think we use, I mean, I have a horrible mouth and I'm from New York and there's all sorts of other words I use.
1: I bet you do. <laughs> there's probably words you use I can't use. I love it.
0: By the way, <laughs> speaking of New York, speaking of New York, now we had these rumors two weeks ago about
1: the new oh. cast of Roni. You have got to tell me your sources because you have so many good sources in New York. David, I didn't recognize one lick of this cast. Who are they? Well, I, I could pick them up out of a lineup.
0: Well, I'm very good friends with one of them.
1: Oh, well, here I go. Running very out. good. Oh, Who? Okay. I don't want to make
0: someone's housewife journey about me, but I had an emotional experience with this because imagine if they said the new cast of you know the Beverly Hills Housewives and it includes Sarah Fraser, I would be like, why have I never had a one-on-one interview with Sarah Fraser? Like you-? So this, I, I am really good friends with Orfe. So this was announced, Warfe right. is one okay. of Now, before we even get there, to me, to me, again, I don't know everything. I could be so wrong. But when I saw this picture of these six people that they put up, I know it was like Lizzie, like, I know it was like Lizzie Savetsky, and there it is. And I don't know the other names, but I know Warfe, the blonde, white chick in the bottom. She's Broadway star.
1: Oh, I- okay.
0: Uh, first of all, the picture of these people, to me, it doesn't look like what I pictured New York, the new cast, to be. It is diverse, and that is what I expect. I still just see this being, like, rich bitch, like, real tons of wealth in, like, elite New York. And that is no no offense to any of those people. I'm talking like wealth that is so it's Beverly Hills wealth in New York. That's what I'm picturing. But I don't know. That may not be the direction we're going to New York. I think it
1: should be. Well, I uh, think they want it to be. But the, the look, I, I just got listening. Shameless plug. I just got done listening to your part one of your Carlos King, you know, interview. Oh, Amazing. Cause I, you know, I'm here to produce, be an LA producer too. So I wanted to get notes. So, but you know, he said, look, the wealthy women of Atlanta no longer want to associate with RHOA. They don't want, because they see it as physical confrontations and fights. And so they cannot cast, you know, his argument was bring back the OGs because they can't cast new people that are really rich and really extravagant because they don't want to be associated with the show." I'm making an assumption here, but I'm thinking that RHO and Y has the same problem. Like if you were, you know, cause you and I've talked about it. I want, you know, I, I, I want Iman, David, um, Bowie's um ex. I want David Bowie's ex to be on, you know, I just feel like somebody like glamor, you know, we need that Rena Hollywood connection, you know, like I know Madonna never in a fucking thousand years would do it, but you know what I mean? Like somebody like that and, I don't think they're going to get that
0: you need real money. And I mean, this is just my, and I think, I think they're going to try to do like, like the two new New Jersey housewives, Danielle Cabral is 36 and Rachel Fuda is 30 fucking one. Like they're young. I think in my mind, I'm still picturing like 30 something and 40 something and really rich. That's what I'm picturing. I'm not saying that's what I want. I, I've said it a million times. I love housewives in their 50s. I love housewife in their 60s. But when I saw this picture, I was like, I don't see it. Like, but you know, listen, the rumors were there. And I said like, okay, David, you missed the mark on this one. Now, I mean, I texted my good friend Orfe. I mean, her, 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 her name is up there. I also went through an emotional breakdown of like, I have been talking Basically, to myself, about having Orfe on this podcast for about a year and a half. And I'm like, now my friend Orfe's life is about to change. And just because we're friends doesn't mean she's just, it's going to be a whole thing now with managers. And, he, and Orfe is on Broadway, right? Orfe is a Tony nominated Broadway star with a hot husband who's also on Broadway, Andy Carl. So
1: I was like, oh my God. Oh, I see him. Okay. So well, I finally, no.
0: but here's the thing. Okay. Or will not be part of the Real Housewives of New York City, she is not joining the cast people. There you go. Rumor solved. Um, I waited, uh. I waited 12 hours and I texted her and I was like, she said that, and I'm not really revealing much that I shouldn't. She said that, More than when she was nominated for a Tony, her life's work, she's been in Legally Blonde. She's been in Pretty Woman. She said she has never had such an experience of direct messages, texts, phone calls, comments, gossips, managers, agents, sisters, brothers. She has never been flooded with such like emails and texts and and communication In her entire life. And that includes the day that she woke up and they said, "Orfe for her Tony nomination. So I'm
1: stalking all these women on um, Instagram, you know, to see. And listen, I just had a moment of being very selfish of
0: like, oh, my God, like this gold was right here. beneath." I literally have been saying to myself for a year, I need to have Orfe and Andy Carl on my show. They're doing a show at Sony Music coming up. And it just, I got busy and it's, it's like a family member. It's like, all right, well, I mean, all I have to do is text and ask. Like, it's not that easy. They're busy people, but I was really, I just had an emotional breakdown of like, now she's going to think I'm texting her out of nowhere just because of this Roni. And I just led with it. And then when she said it wasn't true, I was like, listen. I don't want you to think this is why, but you really need to come on my podcast. Because now I really do have questions like, why is your name up there? How did they even, were you ever asked? Like, yeah,
1: right, right. Like she must why, have why,
0: why you, but I really, listen, we're also going to talk about her Broadway career and the fact that her godmother is Cher. What? Oh, that, that got you to stop looking at your fucking phone. Her godmother I'm is Cher. So there you go. Um, Anyway, Orfe is not joining. So that makes me think, yeah, I'm calling everyone out today. That makes me think that this whole thing, and by the way, Lizzie Savetsky, pick a fucking city because Lizzie Savetsky is- I
1: was just looking at her in Beverly Hills. Okay.
0: Not only that, sweetheart, she's the same one who was filming- with the one, the only Deandra Simmons and Tiffany Moon, she was going to be part of Dallas if Dallas went for.
1: Her oh, okay. Well, look, she's she's hedging her bets. She's buying a house in every city because she wants to be on the show. So, okay, oh maybe God. she'll be good. I was just stalking her with her two kids and her husband, and you know, well, maybe she'd be good. She looks like she has a lot of money. I, but it's hard to say.
0: She is the only, not the only, but she's one of the people on that list that I was like, huh? No, I, I, I could see her to begin with she is my understanding is she is an observant jewish woman like she does the sabbath and doesn't work on saturdays like i think that would have to be worked into her contract so we haven't really seen that you know i mean that is i guess kind of what she could be the jill's Aaron um i could see her believe it or not i don't know enough about the other women but orfe is not part of this cast unless they called her unless she's but i mean we're friends it's like she's really she's not so and that cast didn't look right i could see lizzie savetsky who's yes also in beverly hills and she was going to be on dallas with deandra and they were not even filmed some scenes tiffany Moon said so i don't know is that a great start though sarah a woman who's moving and has 17 houses in every city just so she could be chosen. Is that what the people want? I don't think so.
1: Well, um, well I, OK, one more reference. And then I know we have a time yeah. so we'll move on. But I will say this, like and Carlos King to me is one of the ultimates. And I hope that other production companies are listening to him. But he basically said, look, this whole I have no idea. Maybe these six women are actual friends in real life. If they are, this works. But like he said, some of these franchises are failing because they are not genuinely friends with each other. And if they don't have that age old rapport like Kim and Nini had at the beginning, it's it's just, you're not going to get a lot of the, tr- you, it's just too much. It doesn't work um, was what I'm trying to say. So I don't know, maybe these six women's, these six women are actual good friends. And then I'll take back everything I said. And maybe it's like, Oh, together they're fire and drama and all that. But, and I, I- didn't
0: want to ask Orfe too much. Cause I really want her on my podcast now. And I told her bring, bring Andy. I mean, he's nominated and his, for many Tonys himself, he was on, but, um, I don't think so, knowing or if I don't think maybe she knows those don't seem like a group of six friends to me. That's just me. Okay, I, I don't I, I don't feel it. I didn't know. It's just pictures like Lizzie Savetsky. I've I've watched her social media before. Right. You're in Beverly Hills and then you're with Deandra, and you you know, these other five women, Liz, like and if so, how I don't buy it. I agree with you for better or worse. Salt Lake, they all knew each other. Small little Salt Lake. They knew it's each why other. it worked. Yeah, Meredith and and Lisa. I mean, so sad reality TV. I mean, but like, they were friends for like, what, 14 years, and they knew Whitney and these two are cousins, and they all at least knew each other. And that is I believe that that is the hard thing they're facing in New York. I think they want that I think they get it after Salt Lake. And I think they're looking for that. And guess what? It's
1: not easy to find. I mean, to have. Well, also,
0: you know, the seven girls that live next door to me and three doors down over here in, in Sag Harbor that are size zero and blonde, that ain't happening. And then you go to Southampton and those, you know, they're not doing it. They're not doing it with a bunch of white, rich women. And so It's sad, but like, is that? I think that's part of the holdup. I'm not saying there's not, but we need a diverse group of real friends that also have money. It's not impossible to find in New York. There are plenty of people with money that only hang out with other people with money. I I I'm in the Hamptons, guys, for five months. I live in New York. Yeah, but I think it's
1: harder than you think, though, because if if like even if it was a shred. Like you're saying, like it's not that hard to find. It it has to be that hard to find because there are they're, they're still not even. I mean, maybe they've maybe they've cast somebody, but still, I mean, it's really. Look, I am casting for a show right now. It is anything for car-
0: me. You're gonna cast me in something.
1: I'm um, soon, soon. Okay. Oh yeah, because remember
0: th- that I'll move to LA. I- I'm I'm like Lizzie Savetsky. I'll fucking move tomorrow.
1: The two people that I am- You want me to go to
0: Dallas? In- I'll, I'll go wherever you want. You want
1: me to live oh, in Kansas? Dallas. You'll come okay. to The two people I co- I'm co i co-producing this with listen to this podcast and they like, love you. They've uh-huh. already, they like, oh, that David Yontif, he's a very fascinating character. I'm like, I know. All right. So
0: like, are you okay. all, well, are you all, did you tell them to consider me for future yes, I said
1: I said, you and I have been brainstorming. Like we've been trying to think of some shows. And so, you know, I mean, the thing in Hollywood is- People don't, you have to kind of come to the table with the concept. Yeah. and Okay. Well, I
0: have the concept for you.
1: Okay. And we have to cut, you have to come with the cat. Like you've got to come with the cast and you have to come with, if the cast is going to be six people, we really have to come with 12 because the network wants to put their touch on it. So they want to pick who they like, but to your point, to bring it back to New York, it is hard. I mean, they might settle on six, but it is hard to find. You got to find 12. It's hard to find. All that. right. So
0: do you want me to tell you my concept on air or no, off air? Off air okay. Don't
1: everybody steals everything. Out I already
0: have a concept and it will work.
1: All right. I feel. Okay.
0: And we just have to find a network for it. Um, but tell your friends that listen and think I'm so fascinating that I'm available and you better cast me and you better think of me as things come up. Like, come on, Sarah, start thinking.
1: Well, this current show that I'm casting is a dating show, um, about dating rich people only. So, oh, and by the
0: way, I don't necessarily want like a one episode arc. I already had that with my friend, Patty Stanger, a millionaire matchmaker. I want like a series, you know,
1: look at him. He's already putting restrictions on it. <laughs> well, I
0: mean, I don't want to be like, um, what is it? Like the, you know, family feud. I'm going on family feud. That's a one. I don't need a one episode thing, honey. I want like a, a, a see, I want a thing that could be picked up where my name is in, you know, there's six friends and I'm one of them. I don't want to like this week on blind dating, we feature David.
1: Are oh, he, you David? He's a
0: dating mess. We're I, gonna help I, will, him. I already
1: had that with Patty Stanger. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll watch it. I'll work on another show concept. I Thank wanted you. to ask you one more thing though. How, how did you feel about Tamara announcing that she and Eddie are closing their gym of 10 years cut? I
0: mean, apparently out there somewhere, there's all the reasons why. I mean, you also have to just believe what comes out of Tamara's mouth. So I didn't really read the reasons. I don't know if you saw them. I mean, the reason she claims
1: from her from two T's is that they were doing great. The pandemic hit. They tried everything they could financially to keep the gym stable, and it just didn't work. Like financially, it didn't make sense post pandemic. I mean, that's a. If that's the truth, I mean, I kind of do get it because you see you've seen so many fronts yeah. and things close. And I don't see how you could have kept a gym alive, maybe virtual classes, but I have a girlfriend who ran a gym for a long time, a UFC fighting gym. She says it's the worst business. Very, very hard to make money. Um, because your overhead is so high. And, you know, you've got to try to get memberships and it's constant. So I, I mean, it's a tough business to be in. My guess is probably they weren't doing all that great. At all for the ten years, I assume
0: so. I mean having a business setback during pandemic, totally believable. I'm actually not trying to shade Tamar with this statement. I'm being completely serious. I thought it already fucking closed. I thought it closed like a couple of years ago, like at the beginning of the during the pandemic. I really did. So, okay. I mean, I already thought it closed. I do think, yeah, what Jim was doing great during the pandemic, plenty have bounced back. I don't think. Getting, I mean, I think she was in the nines when she left. She either got that or they said, bitch, come back for less or we're not taking you. Do you want zero or do you want five or six? I still think her going back and having this new income, which don't count on housewives, Tamara, you should have learned that the first time you were fired. But I think Tamara will be there for a while. And I think it's just if it's not doing well. To say your business is, was doing great and you decided to close it. That's the bullshit. So just, you know, admit that it wasn't doing well, which it sounds like she is and move on. And we'll, my only question is when well, now what is Eddie just going to be a real housewife of Orange Happy. County house husband or like what's Eddie going to do?
1: Well, you know, I guess they have a CBD, maybe medical marijuana, not medical, but they do. Okay, so they have a CBD weed company. Um, My assumption is Eddie's probably running that, right? Going to shift gears, run that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I would hope Tamara's smart enough now. I mean, to know you got to do different things with the money and and I mean, you know, they, they probably did. They probably saved, she's way over Simon. You know, her kids are getting grown. So she's probably getting to the point she doesn't have to do a lot of child support Yeah. I mean, I think she's probably doing fine. Jim seemed to me like tough businesses. So, I mean, good for them. They could even keep it going, even if it broke even for 10 years. I mean, that's a long time to have a a business. So. It's time. Yeah, it was time. Sounds like it was time. So good for them. And the only other thing that I don't understand is like Cynthia Bailey
0: is saying she chooses Teresa. Can I just say one other thing? People are done with Teresa and Melissa. People are done it's over. I talk about this on my Patreon with Kim every weekend. Call it. it. It's over. It's over. Like, now we're into the nitty gritty of, like, Melissa and Joe were asked, a source says. They just turned it to, who cares whether they were asked or not asked. I think people are over Teresa and Melissa fighting. I mean, it's over. Like, I don't mean, like, get back together. Like, it's over. You actually both hate each other, period. Put a period on it. And this story is done, guys. We're never going to see anything different than this. It's really you think people are done. People are done. Um, Well, I get a lot of comments when I do my weekly patrons with Kim, of people being like, who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares? Wow. We're done.
1: Mm-hmm. I but I to your point, because you were going to bring up, I did think that was a very fascinating article where Cynthia was like, I was just drawn to Teresa. That I I mean, you know, I was like, what does that mean? I, I guess Cynthia was just saying Teresa's so warm and open and kind when they were on girls' trip and Melissa really wasn't, and Melissa and Teresa aren't connected. I think that's pretty obvious. I mean, I I guess the only thing that I'm still curious about is to me, at least the way the show is portrayed. You know, you know, blood is thicker than water. All that stuff. I mean, I did kind of think that Melissa and Teresa and Joe, you know, Gorga, that they were closer than they are. But I mean, it does sound like now they really aren't. Like, it, like it's a formality. They do because they all know they're going to make money off the show. But it sounds like, and from what Cynthia said, like they had no connection, meaning Melissa and Teresa on set. So none,
0: um, none, I guess,
1: none when they film either. I mean,
0: I've been there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I guess for a long time, they really haven't been connected, truly. So it makes sense they didn't go to the wedding. I think, I guess I'm a naive watcher sometimes. I thought they were friendlier. And you know, to me, there
0: is, I mean, Teresa has not been so wonderful and warm and fuzzy to me, but there is something a little more warm in my Personal experience about her than Melissa, that I will. Say.
1: Well, Cynthia says the same thing. Teresa's
0: well. Teresa's not in a way. Teresa's a little more real, and like everyone always thinks, I hate Teresa. They don't realize like I'm just Kim. Doesn't like her, so that's not me. And second of all, I wish Teresa the best of luck. I just. Sure don't necessarily think this is going to end necessarily hundred percent great with Louie, but it might, it might, but uh, there is something warmer in my experience about Teresa because she is at least real. And so when she's being cold and doesn't even want to acknowledge her there, then when you get a moment of warmness, it's genuine. And I think she's just hardened in life, man. And I mean, look what she went through and I'm not defending her because she ain't so great to me, but that at least has got to be better than someone who is nice, and you can tell really is like you're so beneath me. Why the hell am I even speaking to you?
1: Oh well, yeah, so, no one likes yeah it, that vibe. Forget it. Yeah, no one likes that.
0: No one likes that. So at least, so that's been. Is was that all that Cynthia said? I didn't read the article. Just yeah,
1: like, really. I mean, I think Cynthia was trying to walk a line of basically. I mean, if you read between the lines, I think Cynthia is basically saying Melissa Gorga's exactly what you said. Not friendly. Not interested in you. Doesn't is there because it's a paycheck. Has zero connection to. I mean. You know, Cynthia was very kind about it, but I think what she's getting at is, yeah, I had nothing to do with Melissa, didn't want anything to do with Melissa. And Teresa was way more fun with the women and open and all that stuff. And we became friends. That was basically it. Yeah.
0: You know, like when Teresa look, again, she ain't the sharpest tool in the shed, but when she gets in her, you know, like she at least is like, oh, this is fun. And you know, like she is, she relates to you as a person more. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that in my personal experience. I'm okay with you like not being great all the time, but just the fakeness. Yeah. So, I mean, I agree. So, Hey, Cynthia Bailey, call me. We agree. Call me. Anything else with Beverly Hills or anything? I I mean, we covered a ton, a ton. We did a lot today. Where can everyone find you and what can they do? And by the way, Sarah, anyone coming to New York city, the 13th of September, which is like a week away or two weeks. Uh, live at city winery, me and Kim D $25 less than, but let me just tell you the same price as a martini in the Hamptons. Everyone can fall off their chair now. That's how much a martini costs at most places
1: in the Hamptons. Unreal. Go see your show. It's going to be so good. I wish I was in New York. I would love to see you live. I wish. Uh, at The Sarah Fraser Show on all social medias. Follow me on TikTok. I put out new episodes seven days a week. The Sarah Fraser Show. Um, Apple Podcasts, everywhere pods are played. And I'm at David Yontef or at Behind Velvet Roof. Keep in touch. And of course,
0: we will be back next week, people.
1: Bye, David. Love ya.
0: Bye.
1: Bye.